Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now, here's your host, award-winning certified exit planning advisor, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the exit planning podcast show. Today's guest is the founder and CEO of an executive peer group organization that's been impacting the lives and businesses of its members for many years. We're going to hear from him shortly, but first, let's hear from our show sponsors. Right now, there's a record number of buyers looking for businesses, and many businesses are selling at a premium. To get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth, contact a broker at Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880. We're Minnesota's largest seller of companies. Let us help you maximize your life's work. Call 612-455-0880 or visit sunbeltmidwest.com. What we see with many businesses is that they've never gotten marketing to work consistently and the marketing they do doesn't meaningfully impact their bottom line. Data approaches it differently by partnering with clients for long-term, sustainable marketing solutions. They start with a consultative, crawl, walk, run approach that helps you scale your marketing efforts naturally. Data provides marketing for the long-time success of your business to tell your story in a compelling way and to make sure the value you bring is apparent to everyone. Go to data.com for more information. That's D-A-Y-T-A dot com. Trustpoint will design and manage a 401k plan that fits your company's needs. They handle everything from record keeping and investments to employee education and ongoing administration. And they take on the highest level of fiduciary responsibility to ensure your 401k plan is compliant. You already have plenty to keep you up at night. Your 401k plan should not be one of them. Visit TrustPointInc.com for more details. For business owners, it can be overwhelming to start planning a transition or exit strategy, but it's so important to avoid unwanted outcomes and unexpected tax bills. The CPAs at JAK, John A. Knudsen & Company, can guide you and help make sense of the numbers. Our firm was established over 90 years ago, and we've assisted countless companies with ownership transitions. Leaving your business is a process that takes time. So contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at jakcpa.com. That's jakcpa.com. Hey, everybody. We're back in the studio, and we are here today with the one and only John Palin. Yay! Yay! Thank you for inviting me, Julie. This is awesome. I'm so glad that you're here. John is the CEO and founder of Allied Executives, a longstanding, very successful peer group in the Twin Cities. And we are going to talk about the power of peer groups, as, of course, John knows, because he's been doing it for such a long time. Um, And a lot of you listeners out there know, and myself included, you know, over the years, I've been in different peer groups and done plenty of facilitating. And there's a lot of magic that happens within those trusted groups. And uh, so here we are. Yeah. How did you get into this? That's what I need to know first. Well, uh, started Allied 24 years ago, so it's been a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, before that, I bought and sold companies. I made money in real estate and then um, ended up working for a national consulting firm. And I was always aware of the peer group process, but I couldn't find a peer group for myself. 
Mm. And I was disappointed because I loved the idea. I was drawn to it, attracted to it, and wanted to do it. But uh, when I sat in on other peer groups, uh, either the makeup of the group wasn't the right fit or whoever was facilitating the peer group wasn't the right fit. So just uh, um, decided uh, at uh, one point when I was done with my consulting uh, work to start Allied from scratch and do it in a way that I wanted. I interviewed with some of the other peer group companies and learned some info, and I got a lot of feedback from other people that were in part of peer groups before, so kind of created Allied our way. I bet you were really sought after by a lot of those other groups to actually become a facilitator for them. Yeah, Vistage at the time was called Tech. They wanted to hire me as a chair, and uh, I I felt like I could charge less money and keep it all for myself rather than take a commission that they were offering for their chairs to have to build their own group by themselves. And I wanted a model where our peer group directors work together and collaborated to build peer groups and not be, you know, competing with each other, trying to build their groups. I love that. That's such a great concept. Yeah. So let's talk more about that. Uh, we, we both know there are lots of different options for executives and business owners to get involved in a peer group in the Twin Cities. Um, they're not all the same. Uh, and so, you know, and I, I know plenty of people who are in peer groups, not just in the Twin Cities, but like all over the country, right? So what is it that differentiates allied executives first? And then secondly, once you you've answered that question, I just thought of this, are there and do you have national peer groups that meet virtually? Um, we do not have national groups. We just have uh, 200 members in the Twin Cities, about 18 peer groups. We have 12 CEOs in each group. And um, we have a peer group director that we hire to facilitate those peer groups. Um, and our differentiation, and we decided, you know, the, the cost, time, energy to grow geographically is a lot more than to just try to do it on our own, right? Mm -hmm. So we just have focused strictly in the Twin Cities. I think we can, we're at 200, we want to get to 300, then to 500, and I think this market can sustain that. It's a crowded market. There's a lot of peer group companies here, and they're all great. I think our biggest difference is um, we want companies doing around 5 million or more uh, with 20 employees or more. Um, We certainly do less. We have some companies that do over a billion in revenue, Um, but our unique niche is putting the right people together in the same peer group. I don't think anybody has the business model that can operate our way. One is that we are uh, bigger. We have have more groups. So it's easier to interview someone and say, okay, of all of our groups, which one would you be the best fit with? Um, So the right fit is crucial because when I, you know, was looking for a peer group 25, 30 years ago, I was frustrated because I couldn't find a a group where I felt like it was the right fit for me. Yeah, I know. I would agree with that. In fact, I kind of gave up on that for a long time. Um, I was in a couple different peer groups years ago, and they were either just like a wine session, where, and I'm not talking about like drinking wine, because then I probably would have stayed in it. <laughs> but, but it, you know, everybody's just whining and complaining about about things, but not really getting anything accomplished. And and so I'm just like, no, I, I, I need to I need to grow my business. And then um, another group I was in, it wasn't necessarily a fit for me for what I was looking for. And I think that that can be challenging for people that are, you know, solopreneurs. I haven't always been a solopreneur, right? But but I think that that could be a challenge too. And so right fit is super important. And you're right, there are some really great other, you know, options in the Twin Cities, but that right fit is super important. And even if, you know, I mean it's kind of like friendly competition in a way, right? Because we're all after the same, uh, we're all after the same mission. Mm-hmm. And and I facilitate a virtual group for a family business center. And that's challenging. 
It's hard. We That's went why virtual. I asked if you do it because it's it's very challenging. Well, we had to do it during COVID, right? Sure. Everybody did. Yeah. Um, and we 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 pivoted well, did it well. Uh, we had very little turnover through COVID, um, and then uh, we went back as quickly as we could to in person. We kind of had a hybrid for a while, but mm-hmm. then all of our groups said we don't want hybrid as an option. It's too distracting. So yeah. we just decided because of our clients' preference, right. we're not going to go hybrid, or we're not going to go. Uh, yeah. We can do it, and we will do it once in a while, but we try to avoid it because it's just a better quality if you're all in person and you're there together. Totally, totally. Plus, I mean, how do you do four hours online? I mean, yikes. It's a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And probably one of the biggest differentiators, aside from Right Fit, is just our um, high-powered peer group methodology. You know, mm. so we... And this again, right foot is fit is everything. So call it beginner, intermediate, advanced. You know, we call it primary driver, business operator, enterprise leader. The difference is how sophisticated is the individual leader, and how sophisticated is the company. Right. You know, it's a finite. It's a big ass toolbox, but it's a finite. You know, set of best tools and practices of how to be a good leader and how to run your company really well. So they're business owners that are aware of those best tools and practices. And then there are some that just aren't. I mean, some people, right. you know, if you're in corporate America, they you have to learn it because you get an MBA or you, you get taught by the larger corporations, the more sophisticated tools and practices. If you're an entrepreneur, you start from scratch and you don't have an MBA or you didn't learn from corporate America best tools and practices, you got to figure it out on your own. So, you know, our responsibility as a peer group company is to be sure that our members are aware of the best tools and practices necessary to be a good leader and run your company really well. And then we learn from each other. Yes. Everyone teaches each other what they're doing, what's working, what's not. We learn from each other's failures, successes. And that's, you know, a high-powered group is really focused on, you know, not only getting the right people together, but we also have a member-centric business model where we put our members first. So sometimes a member might outgrow a group, and they need an upgrade or they'll get bored with the group and they just need a change for the sake of change a pace, right? Sure. So we offer that. Uh, a lot of our, none of our competition really either can, does that or they don't want to do it or they got a business model where they're competing with each other so they can't. And then the other differentiation we got is just, I think the quality of our facilitators are better than none. I mean, we, we've learned over time, we've made mistakes, but now we are really crystal clear on what does it take for a facilitator to be the best of the best at running peer groups. And I, most of our competition, I mean, you know, Vistas has some great chairs, but they also hire people that I'd, I would never hire. Um, and some of our competition, you know, has people running peer groups that just wouldn't qualify it in Allied because of, of our high strict criteria of what, you know, they have to have been there and done that. They have to be, have achieved high wealth. They have had a run a company or a large P&L in a corporate America mm-hmm. thing, and they have to be high EQ, good listener, know how to drill down and question, a great coach, a great mentor. So I think those are the things that cut us a little different than everybody else. There's so much to be said in what you just said. We're not going to unpack it because it'll take too much. But I just want to say that being there, living it, is just like that's where the power is, right? Not in the theoretical, but in, and I, I, I understand because I can you know, relate to, to this situation because I've been there. I think for me in the work that I do, because I've been an entrepreneur my whole life and been through so many of the things that my clients have been through, including an exit that wasn't that great, I can relate mm-hmm. so much, which yeah. probably why I do what I do. So speaking of exit planning, <clears throat> how do you guys prepare your, your members? I know you said that you kind of do that and we're, we're not really talking about exit planning today, but I might as well bring it up. 
Well, my whole career, I've been taught or learned by mentors or coaches or consultants I've used that um, the best time to plan your exit is the day you start your business, right? Exactly. You you know, you've got a great book that helps people get poised for exit. So in there, you've got a lot of great tips and processes to do that. Some of the biggest ones are, you know, what is your exit going to be? And and no matter, I don't care when you're going to do it, 20, 30, 40 years down the road, Mm -hmm. the more aware you are of how to identify how to value your company and how to build it in a way that your employees and leadership team are independently self-sufficiently able to run your company for you so that you're all strategic, never in the business, always on the business. You know, those are the types of things that need to occur. And um, preparing for an exit, you know, is complicated, you know, and and having all the, you know, uh, there's so many different ways you do it. But the bottom line is if you have a good steady growth track and if you have a great margin and an independently self-sufficient run business by employees and not the owner, uh, you've just enhanced your value significantly. And it's not easy to do that. In most cases, if you want to sell your business, how, how long does it take? It's you know three years minimum to maximize the preparation necessary to get it right if you're missing some things, right? If you have three years. Yeah, exactly. Right? In yeah. case something happens, you know, and you're not ready, like you said, you got to be ready in case something happens. Or opportunity knocks, Yeah. right? So decentralizing, I think, is the most important thing that owners can do mm-hmm. to, to maximize the value. Because if the business is about them, there really isn't one, yeah. right? And I love that you're, that you're speaking that language to your members early and often, because that's really, that's really where the rubber meets the road. So um, when we talk about groups and being a member and working with Allied and having, you know, my peer group leader and things like that, as a business owner, what do I get out of it? Tell me about my benefits. Well, you know, it's lonely at the top. Oftentimes for business owners, you know, there's certain that, things. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't mm-hmm. go to your employees with some of the problems because you don't want to, mm-hmm. you're concerned about exposing weakness or uncertainty. And, you know, sometimes you go to family and they don't, may not understand and, having a peer group is just a place to go where everybody gets what you're dealing with. They can mm-hmm. relate to it because they're doing the same thing. So I think, you know, the, the other things that we do differently that I think attract our uh, community is that, you know, we've got a culture that we strive for. All of our peer group directors work together to figure out, okay, you know, our core values are authenticity, engagement, learning, and trusting. And and we want not only our team to be that way, but we want that. So, we, you know, we want our members to be that way too. So that when we bring a member into a new group, they have to, you know, they, you know, if you look at the, the traction uh, people indicator, you know, we do the same thing with our members, the plus or minus. Are you authentic? Are you engaged? Are you a learner? Are you trusted? If you're a negative on any of that, you're going to then detract from the quality of our peer groups. And so we've developed a culture mindset within our team of peer group directors and within the culture of our peer group members that represents those qualities and characteristics necessary to have a really high-powered, thriving group. So are you saying that you actually assess your members in these categories? And give them a score? or in, Informally, yeah. I mean, as yeah. peer group directors, yes, it's an exercise we do yeah. often. And nice. then what it t- tells us is, okay, who do we need to have some coaching conversations with? Because you don't seem authentic, your attendance sucks, and you're not bringing many problems to the table, which doesn't make sense because I know you got issues. Yeah. What's going on? Right. And if you're not committed and if you're not showing up, you're not going to get value and you're not going to add value to the group. So you know, a lot of my competition are, you know, they don't want to lose a member. So they're going to let a, they're going to let somebody that doesn't fit that culture sit in the group a long time. We don't do that. We'll challenge them. We'll coach them through it or we'll kick them out. 
Yeah, because what happens then is if you have the bad apple in there too long, then the good people leave. Yeah, exactly. It's just like any company. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Love it. So do the the members, do they have like individual time then as well with their facilitator? Oh, yeah. Outside of the group? Well, we don't, we don't, yeah, absolutely. It's a, we're, we're, we're a drive up coach. Mm-hmm. And we are, we spent a lot of time doing that. So we'll get called, you know, hey, John, I got to make a decision before the next peer group meeting. It can't wait. I need a sounding board to run. You know, I should go. I'm thinking of going right. I could go left. I ruled out right. You know, here's why. What do you think? I just want some feedback. Am I missing anything or should I do anything differently? So yeah. we get calls like that all day long. And um, when our members have a need or an issue and, and the facilitator realizes that there's uh, an opportunity to help, we'll offer it. And then oftentimes our, our clients will say, hey, I need some help. Can we meet? And, and we'll do that on an as-needed basis, absolutely. Good, because sometimes that's what they – they maybe have a situation that they don't really want to share with the group because it might take too much time or maybe it's a little too sensitive. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that can happen for sure. Glad to hear that. I love that drive-up coach concept. Yeah. Remind- well, if you need a coach, a long-term <laughs> coaching plan, that's a different that's thing. That's a totally different, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we refer a ton of people who are really, I mean, some of our peer group directors do that on the side, on their yeah. own, and we'll refer them for those opportunities, yeah. and then we've got a lot of resources outside that we'll refer to as well. Reminds me of Charlie Brown, okay? Remember when Lucy would like have her little stand and she'd put her little p- pail out there and put a sign out? Psychiatry, five cents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was a drive-up coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was awesome. So tell us about the resources. What kind of resources does Allied Executives have for their members? Well, aside from the peer group director and the rest of our team. Yeah, and the drive-up coaching. Um, yeah. We you know, we do events. We do workshops. Um, mm-hmm. you, know, um, you know, some of them, like we've had Simon Sinek, Seth Godin, um, um, Pat Lencioni. I mean, we've brought some big name authors and speakers to our events. So, and, you know, we used to do events at the convention center with, you know, 1,000 plus, 1,200 uh, people in the audience. And over time, we saw that our membership attendance of those things were declining. But in order to put those on, you got to get a lot of people to help pay for it, right? So it was mm-hmm. kind of a business expo. So when our clients started to say, you know, John, I, I love your events, except I feel like everybody in the room is trying to sell me. Yeah. So we had to decide, <laughs> okay, how, what do we do? How do we do this? So now our events are more unique and exclusive to our members. Because with 200 mm-hmm. members, if they each, if half of them come and they all bring a guest or some of their management team, we're three, 400 people right there. Yeah. So I feel awful because I really miss not opening up and inviting the whole Twin Cities wonderful business community to our events. But because of our scale and the cost and the complexity of doing mm-hmm. it, it's an ex- more of an exclusive experience and an added value for our event. So the resources they might gain might be from the concepts or topics that our speakers are talking about. They might be from you know the connections within the peer group. So if somebody's looking for an expert on something, somebody in the peer group's probably going to know one and a good one. So 24 years of doing this, we've kind of learned a lot about who's really good. If somebody needs exit mm-hmm. planning help, I know to go to you because you're one of the best in the business. So uh, as a resource, we're phenomenal. We're mm-hmm. usually the first stop for most of our members to say, I need a bank, I need a lawyer, I need a consultant. And um, those are the resources that were available. And we don't accept kickbacks. We don't accept any compensation for those referrals because I view that as a conflict of interest. And mm-hmm. we want them to be uh, uh, merited, right? They've got to be worthy of well, it. Well, and, and if it's reciprocal, then then you did get paid back. Right, right? exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's what connection, connections, I think, and networking is all about. And that's where the power of it is, right, is in making the connection that you know is going to be you know, something that the recipient is going to be uh, appreciative of. And I, I will attest to the events because you've been having them for a long time. I've known you for a long time. 
And I've gone to many of your events over the years, and they are some of the most well-attended, well-run, um, time worth your time kind of events. So they're you a know, ton of fun. And I'm I'm sure that you're yeah I'm sure they were really tough on your staff to put those together, but they were always really good and. And I'm sure your members are just thrilled now that they don't have to deal with all the people running around that they don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah, but in general, your, your question about what resources, I think, you know, every every business owner needs to have a CPA, a lawyer, yeah. a financial planner. Um, but we always encourage, you know, you should have a coach. You should have a peer group in addition to those, you know, financial planner, CPA, uh, uh, banker, lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you ask about resources, there's a lot of really good ones. I think a peer group and a coach are essential for any leader to just be held accountable for or have access to the kinds of things that you get from those experiences. Those right. are the kind of resources I think that everybody should have. And they're not the same thing. I mean, they complement each other, I think. You know, sometimes I hear people say, well, I don't really need a peer group because I have a coach or vice versa. And it's like, yeah, but they don't serve the same purpose, right? They yeah. complement each other. And, and peer groups are usually built on diversity. I tell everybody who's in any of our peer groups, you should also be in an industry-specific peer group or association because then, there, you know, you might be in a, an association peer group, but none of the members will be competitors. And then, But then the advantage is everybody's doing the exact same thing, so you can benchmark performance and right. compare a lot more detail. Um, but ours is built on diversity. We don't have competitors in the same group, but we want manufacturers, construction, technology, professional services in each peer group because, and some people will say who don't know what peer groups are about, you know, well, you know, nobody's going to know anything about my industry because it's so unique. I said, yeah, but all your problems are going to be about people, money, process. Mm-hmm. That's where you're going to need the help. Everybody's going to get that. Right. Yeah. The basics. Yep. Definitely. So do you have some kind of illustration or story that you could share with our audience before we wrap up, John? Like where they came in and they've been with you for X number of years because of how the company is scaled, how they've grown as a person, that kind of thing? Absolutely. A ton of them. Um, I'm one, sure. <laughs> one in particular, uh, I had a guy join a group. He was in group number two, literally 24 years ago. Um, he just sold his company two years ago. And uh, he'd been in, in uh, a peer group for that long. Uh, wonderful guy, great company. Um, one of his first meetings um, uh, that he hosted, the peer group, he was a little skeptical. You know, I don't, I've never shown anybody my financials. I'm personal. But he went ahead and did it. He took the risk. I just said, Joe, Joe, grow up. You know, come on. You know, what are they going to do with it? And how's, you know, so what? You tell people what you make. What are they going to do that? Who cares? Right. So he, he uh, uh, shared his detail. But by the end of the meeting, you know, he had specific questions. He found a way to put a half a million dollars on his bottom line immediately. Wow. And it was because people were looking at the details, asking questions about, okay, there, there's a this certain line item expense is a certain percentage of revenue. Mine's different than that. What do you have in yours? And, you know, doing some Q&A and comparisons, he came up with a huge value. And then, you know, bring it 24 years later, he was uh, – he listed his business with a specialist. He was in a unique manufacturing industry. So um, he uh, went through the process of preparing for sale, and um, uh, he went had a formal evaluation done. And again, when you, when you want to exit, there's certain expertise that you know all about and you can even provide just by doing a formal valuation. So the broker, the banker, his CPA all said, here's what we think your company's worth. Mm-hmm. After the valuation, they found another half a million dollars of addbacks that nobody else did that increased the sale price by a half a million. He sold it for a nine times multiplier. Oh my goodness. That's almost 10 million bucks more wow. of a sale price he got. So I guess, you know, the story is that 
preparing to exit. So this guy didn't, I mean, he joined a peer group 24 years, 20, you know, two years before he sold his company. But by having that long term of a- access to experts and other business owners that have been there and done that, they can help makes a huge difference and help him not only have an extremely valuable company, a huge sale of a successful sale event. You know, that's, you know, that's what peer groups can do is just help you expose you to the things you need to know about as a business owner and be best prepared, especially when the time comes, you do need to exit because there's so many things you should be doing the day you start or buy your business and the whole journey along the way up until that point to maximize what you can get out of it. Yeah. Amen to that. Uh, There are so many things and we could keep going on all of this. That's for sure. Um, But I'm just wanted to say, I'm just really glad that, that you have kind of this conversation built into the kind of curriculum for lack of a better word within your peer group conversations, because sometimes that's the only place that these owners are actually hearing it. They may not be hearing it from their advisors. Mm-hmm. They should be, but they may not be, right? And so thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. Oh, and I mean bet. it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I appreciate having you, and we'll have to do this again. Great seeing you. Mm-hmm. Love to. Yeah, good to see you too, John. Thanks. And thank you, listeners, for your support, for checking in, for downloading, sharing, and all the good rest. Please uh, come back and join us again next time, and... 